anyway, are we gonna sing? I don't. I really don't want to sing. Are we we're gonna not do singing? singing? We don't sing. Really okay, just because you said that, now I want to fucking. <laughs> But you guys are more than welcome to, but I'm not. because it's, just... it's really hard on Zoom. It's almost it, impossible. It's also very hard to get it out of your fucking head when you hear it, when you edit it. <laughs> <laughs> just stuck. It just, and, and what yeah. I always, like, and the thing that kills me is, like, whenever I finish a file for somebody, anytime there's a transition, I, I, I go back and re-listen to any, tra- like, just to make sure that it, when it goes from this to that, it doesn't, there's not, like, a gap or anything. And so the, I, I go backwards, and I always have to hear the damn... Telling, telling, telling at the end, and then it's stuck in my head again. <laughs> we have the best earworm. Yeah, it is, it is, it is, it's, and I don't know, it, 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 it's not worthy of being stuck in my head, but it is. So, <laughs> but. That's the reality of the situation is that the jingle, and I don't even, I don't even believe that that was ever a consciously created thing, right? No, it was just it was back not. Back before, back before life was hell and we could record in person. Yes. Anyway, we should probably introduce who we are. Right, we should. Us Let's do it. We have a special guest this week. I'm Vicki. I'm Lynn. And I'm Bree. And I'm Tom. And we are. And we are telling, 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 ourselves. telling ourselves, telling, telling. Tell you know, you don't be so enthusiastically, okay. This is my this is enthusiasm. That's <laughs> we are Sometimes. very excited today, though, to have a very special guest with us. Uh, we call him TZ, he's also known as Zip. Apparently, he also goes by Corey and Thomas. Thomas yeah, I have a lot of names. Corey is my legal name, and Thomas like is, is my work name, my pen name. Yeah, and then yeah, and then Zip is what I go by on like my podcast because my last name is Zipperer, and then so I, you know, and I used to hide behind the alias because I used to uh, teach, and so I needed to make sure my kids couldn't find me, so I would just buy Zip and right, and then I don't teach anymore, so I quit giving a shit. So, <laughs> well, it was always very clunk- clunky for us, and we didn't know if you went by Thomas or Tom, so I don't yeah. even know how it all started. Yeah. We just started I just started you calling TV. him TZ. I don't. Know I, why. I have so I have so many nicknames <laughs> that I just whatever people want to call me, it's like I'll just I'll respond. You'll you roll know? with it. The, o- yeah. the only one I will not roll. The only one I will not roll with is Zippy. That is the only one. I don't like the name Zippy. Zippy Skippy, Skippy Zippy. <laughs> I also get. I also do get offended when people spell the name my name wrong in writing because I'm like, because my first name's Corey, K-O-R-Y. I know most people spell it with a C. And I'm like, but when it's an email correspondent, it's right there. It's right in front of yes. you. It's visually right That's in front of you. Exactly right. Yes. Because I have the same issue you have with- Vicky. Yeah, you got yeah. Vicky to spell. And then, and they always write it C-O-R-Y. And then in person, you know, you got to go, oh, it's K. And they, they don't, I, they look at me and they go, he's not worthy of rewriting the name, they just add a line in front of the fucking C as if anybody spells their K's like that. As if anybody. <laughs> so, Brady, what were so you going anyway, to say? I am, I am the telling on ourselves super fan because I have listened to every somebody's home, Vicky. Yep, um, somebody's home. <laughs> I am the I am the uh, the super fan because I have listened to every episode of Telling on Ourselves. Which is why we've asked you to join this episode because this is a, we we were very negligent in 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 lieu of the COVID shake shake up and uh, we didn't celebrate our year anniversary. So oh, we should probably also say I didn't say the last part because I edit the show. That's why I've heard every well, episode. Yes, yeah. he's our editor. <laughs> 
Yeah, and when was the when when was the one year anniversary? Was that May? It was end of May. It was in May. God, that that goes by fast. It sure awesome. does. Yeah, yeah. We're already. I think this is episode sixty one, and and we missed a couple of weeks throughout the year, so we're well oh, over yes. a year. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, I think he's going to look up the uh, in, information and tell us specifically. I, I can. I certainly can do that. Also, Bree, your microphone. Where did you get a little game show mic? <laughs> uh, Richard, uh, Dawson. Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson. Oh, you're not holding it. Okay, I thought I thought it was one on a long stick like that. Let's see here. Richard Dawson kisses today too. Telling on ourselves. Fifty-seven episodes. Lynn, you know everything except that. No, well, because on my podcast thing, I listened to the most recent one the other day, and it has sixty on there. I did. I uh, by the way, just shifting real quick, I did realize this morning. I, I, I had never, I had never realized that I'm going to talk about beer run on here, and the whole point of the show is to not drink. Right. And the whole the whole thing I wrote was the desperate measures that we go through to get drunk. Yes. But that's so that very apropos. <laughs> no, but that all yeah, like, all people that are in this scenario of being in recovery have probably lived that. Yeah, it, 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 there is there is alcohol delivery now though, which is odd and seems somewhat dangerous. But I, I actually said that not too long ago. I'm like, if I were still drinking during this, I would be dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's. <laughs> I know so many. It. I know so many people who are. I'm trying to pick my I'm trying to pick my words carefully because I don't want to seem like I'm promoting drug use, but I know a lot of people who drink or do drugs in moderation that have spiraled out of control yeah. uh, since COVID has started because there's really nothing else to do. It's right. quite it's it's almost a drug addict's nightmare. There is nothing to do except you don't even have to drive to work anymore. I mean there's yeah, nothing there's nothing to get in your yeah, way. you don't have to put pants on, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> like like I haven't like if you can see like this is what COVID has done to me, <laughs> and I haven't even had it. I just look like I've been like I was one. Of, it was kind of like I was like I'm not gonna get my hair cut. I'm not gonna get my hair cut until this virus blows over. And I guess I just like well fuck. you're gonna have now some long yeah. hair. You're gonna yeah, get a mullet going. Yeah, it's it's all stringy and greasy, and I'm sure my <laughs> husband hates it. He just doesn't want to say anything. Is it smelly yet? That's the thing when it starts no, to smell. No, I don't. I don't. Do, I, it's smelly. I shower. He washes his hair. He yeah. Cut it, Lynn. Yeah. I've I never live had with the dude with dreadlocks. They're stinky. Okay. Well, those are dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had people tell me too. Like, one of the things that I get, I get grossed out by men that I hear stories of like men who don't wash their legs in the shower. And I'm like, well, when does, when do your legs get washed? Like, when. I don't know. Sorry. That's a, it's weird though. Right. It is. I hear men saying things like, Oh, you know, it's, I just wash my junk. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a person a, telling me that her husband never washed his feet because he just assumed the water running through the shower was enough to clean his feet. Somewhat, somewhat lo- sound logic. Somewhat. <laughs> I was going to say somewhat. That, that follows and <laughs> don't blame him. <laughs> but, uh, well, you gotta we wash usually your toes. Well, yes, you do. But we usually start with first thought wrong. So not yes. washing between your toes is a majorly wrong 
wrong thought. But yeah. Lynn, I believe, has first thought wrong. So you're I off the hook, TZ. Um, actually, well, I was going to ask if you wanted to. While I'm talking about mine, if you have any first thought wrongs, I'd love for you to share after mine. Too. Oh, let me let, let me think. Let me think. Yeah, think got, about I, it do, I do plenty. I do. I have plenty of wrong thoughts. So <laughs> we I just got to think. I got to narrow it down to the first one. <laughs> so um, last weekend, I was doing some work with my sponsee, and we're on step six and seven. And for you, you the, for all of you that don't know what that is, if I can spit it out, uh, it's talking about your character defects. And basically, it's um, character flaws. Defects, I think sometimes, to me anyway, sounds a little bit harsh, but it's understanding, recognizing, and owning your flaws, and then asking God to remove them at God's will. So uh, before we started, I was actually meeting her somewhere. And when I was driving over there, I was saying a little prayer about, you know, help me say the right things. And I hope that I can be what she needs to get through this. Because it's kind of difficult when you're talking about all the shit that you hate about yourself or things that you know are wrong, but you keep doing. And I had this splash of, I'm not good enough. I don't know what I'm doing well enough to, to ever be able to help guide someone else through this. And was really holding on to that for a minute. And then when we started talking about it and kind of got into it, these little ideas would flash in my head. And I'm like, hey, this is what you can do when this happens. You can stop the cycle by doing this or that. And afterwards, in reflection, I realized that that's that little voice. It's like the fear voice that always comes in and tries to undermine anything we're doing. Um, fear always wants to rear its head for me and, and tell me that I'm not worthy enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. And you just have to kind of get past it. So that was my first thought wrong. Good first thought wrong. It's like fear that uh, you fear you got to know the end of the movie or the end of the show. <clears throat> I yeah. think that's what that is, TZ. I think, it, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It's just because there's nothing like, yeah, it, it nothing gets my anxiety up like watching a, a show that I don't even know how to describe it. Like you know, I would, I would, I would, it's like the opposite of relaxing to me sometimes yeah. to watch certain things. It's, I'd be better off just staring at the, at the wall than doing right. nothing. Well, I can relate. Cause I remember when I read books and there's, there's a character that I really love and it, it might die, like, especially in Lord of the Rings, for example. And I didn't, I really was upset that Gandalf about Gandalf and I did not <clears throat> know if, and I was going to ban the book. I was going to ban the book if he, if I didn't see his name in future area. So like, I just, I I read ahead. I skimmed. I didn't read totally, but I was like, did Gandalf say anything? Gandalf said, or blah, blah, blah. And, and sometimes I would be, cause I get so anxious that I'm going to lose somebody or, you know, whatever in this book that I would read the end before I, I really am one of those people that reads the end and it makes me feel better. So I actually like spoilers. My daughter mm. wouldn't tell me things that would happen on The Walking Dead and I would want to know before the show so I could handle it because I can't handle waiting. <laughs> I go back and forth on that with, with like binge culture as far as, well, not drinking, but Netflix, you know, and uh, <laughs> thinking like, do I really enjoy having all of the season at the same time or do I prefer it to come out weekly? I like it I all go back and forth. I'm sorry, Brie. Oh, I like it all at once. I want to know. And I've been doing that. I've been spoiler alerting myself a lot lately, especially with reality television. I'm always like, oh, I want to know if 
Jess and oh my god, Scotty are gonna <laughs> stay together. One of the things that I always was scared of when I was gonna get married was that I would get married to somebody who was super into reality. I actually, I just kind of thought it was more of a given. Like I was going to, I was going to, I was going to marry somebody who loved reality television. And that's all I fucking got to watch was, was these stupid ass TV. I I got lucky and he doesn't, but I'm sorry. Like reality TV is like, I genuinely don't understand the appeal. Like it makes no sense to me. Maybe it's that anxiety thing because you know, you're watching garbage like, you know, you're watching garbage, right? Well, like in your version of Hell Then TZ, you're married to me and we're watching reality TV all the time. That does sound so like every, a lot of, a lot of, a, end up in hell. a lot of things about that arrangement don't sound fun. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's I think, you, Yeah, you might find yourself very unsatisfied in that relationship. <laughs> well, it's your hell, not mine, okay? <laughs> you're the one married to me watching yeah, reality yeah. TV. <laughs> So, TZ, we kind of want to interview you um, okay. and, and, and you know, learn about your your side of, of, of life. Okay, well. And we're going to ask you, towards the end, we're going to ask you about your telling on ourselves experience. But first, we want to know all about you. So I know okay. Lynn has some questions. I have some questions prepared. Um, and Bree, I'm sure, does too. So, Lynn, do you want to yeah. start? Sure. So we were lucky enough to be on TZ show, um, No Redeeming Qualities, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and we kind of got a little bit of the backstory about how you got into editing podcasts. But I, I would like you to kind of expand on how you found yourself where you are today. I know part of it was um, not enjoying some of the jobs that you had. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. And that was kind of a two way street because I was also they were they weren't in they weren't enjoying me being there either. Um, so yeah, I, I, I got into the editing. Uh, I, I learned how to edit, uh, by myself on GarageBand Uh, cause I had a Mac, I bought, I had just bought a MacBook and it had the technology. And so over the years, uh, just doing no redeeming qualities, which is my podcast, which for the first couple of years, it was a hobby. It was just something we did for fun. And then I ended up getting out of teaching and I, I, I had a bit of an odd career change. I went from teaching to construction, uh, which was depressing because I actually made, I didn't really take much of a pay cut. I actually made roughly the same amount doing uh, construction work. I got kind of hurt on the job. So I ended up shifting to uh, a completely just throw, I call it a throwaway job. It was, it was being a janitor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this job that was supposed to be kind of like, a, oh, I'm just going to do this for like a couple months ended up being like a year and some change because then my mom got sick. And so that actually ended up being convenient. Well, what would have been convenient was if she never got sick, but I, I was in kind of a situation where I had this very wide open, easy to manage schedule and, you know, was with her and she was actually the one who told me that she saw a thing for Fiverr on like the internet on TV or something and was like, well, you know how to edit podcasts. Right. And I said, I guess, I guess, you know, and I just made an account on Fiverr cause I had this night custodian job with a ton of downtime. And what Started, is Fiverr? Fi- oh, so Fiverr. I'm, yeah. So was it Vicky I dealt with uh, through Fiverr? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so Fiverr is like a freelance service website where you can go on and you're like, I need somebody to draw my logo for my shrimp company. Or I need somebody to do a voiceover for my shitty local tax office commercial. 
uh, talking from experience. Um, <laughs> uh, and so that was, it was just through that, that I was doing this just for, it was really no aspiration of anything other than I have time to kill and I can only watch so much Netflix, you know, at this, at this job. Uh, and then I started meeting certain clients and y'all were one of them with the, that was about a year into doing it where they just ended up being repeat clients. And I had this idea to pull them off of Fiverr and to work with them on my own. Cause then that way Fiverr didn't get a cut out of that. And I started using the money that we were getting from doing all these podcasts and I was putting that into my podcast and just like advertising and promoting. And then the, so it just kind of spiraled from there. And then, so I have a, we have a label called Gamma Gator that does editing and it does voice work and it does uh, those kind of freelance services. It doesn't still have a website yet. So uh, if you like the sound of my voice and you want it for your voice job or whatever your project is, you can go to anarchypodcast.com, get in touch with me. But yeah, I mean, that's more or less, it, it, it wasn't really a very sexy uh, process. It was just kind of like found it, made the contacts. I'm still on Fiverr. I still have a Fiverr. It's just what Fiverr doesn't know. And I'm, I'm actually kind of paranoid about talking about this is that Fiverr will delete your account if they find out that you do what I do, which is okay. meet, meet yeah. the people and then try and communicate with them outside of Fiverr. Uh, so I kind of have to be secretive about it. So usually once I have a client for like, up six or seven episodes in a row, then I find their page and message them there. And then mm-hmm. I've gotten a formal warrant, like Fiverr reads your inbox. So like the first time I asked, I sent somebody, I was like, Oh, what's a good email to reach you at for something, something I got an email saying, if you do that again, you're going to get your account deleted. Whoops. Whoops. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I was listening to um, NRQ this week when you were interviewing Aaron and Ed, is that right? Mm-hmm. And um, one of the cool things I heard was you got Gamma Gator is sponsoring a boxer. And so yes, the whole, yeah, the yeah. Whole this, <laughs> I just think it's so cool how you've really kind of taken this entrepreneurial um, air about through networking, how you're really creating like this little world. You've got like your little media world that's happening. Yeah, that, and, it's so and, cool. And that's how I and, and that's absolutely what I try and do, because, you know, now. uh where I've tried to branch out from doing just a podcast, it's a good, good, good jump here is we realized that the, the me and Bob, the person I host no redeeming qualities with, we were like uh, about two years ago when we started seeing kind of an upswing in people listening to the show and it kind of elevating from a hobby to more something that we should put a little bit more work into. We realized that like, okay, well, we're two, we're two white guys joking you know there's like 10 million pot that's like the stare like when someone thinks of a podcast that's what it is like mm-hmm. you have to have something that will help you stand out so you're not just like oh we chuckle fuck in our basement and talk about beer or you know or whatever <laughs> beavis and, and butthead basically yeah yeah and <laughs> so we started doing uh a more original productions like fully scripted uh audio dramas uh and some other some other projects and that's where the the world building has come in to help because you know we we now know musicians and graphic artists and voice actors who can do 
things I can't do, you know, like Ed and Aaron, they're African-American, you know, and that's even before now, I certainly would not have ever have tried to be like an African-American character. Uh, but now in 2020, that's definitely, <laughs> off that's, the table. that's, that's off the table. <laughs> so yeah. And, and that's actually funny is that that's actually been kind of the focus of this past month or so has been realizing I had this great plan for 2020 for how 2020 was going to go as far as where Gamma Gator was going to go. And then the, the virus has happened and it, everything is just kind of completely falling apart. And so I've just kind of had to shift and be like, okay, well, trying to expand Gamma Gator right now is a fool's errand because it's one of those businesses that thrives on other businesses being busy. Cause like if, if, if companies don't have money to make commercials or jingles or uh, need things edited, then, then I'm kind of SOL. So we're focusing all of our attention on making more original productions. And uh, so the one we're working on now, and I'm, totally not sure at all where this is going to go is is trying to do something um i don't want to say a musical because i don't want to get it too hyped up but we're we're possibly working on an audio drama that will be like a musical that will be more music based wow that's so awesome i'm not a musician and i can't sing and bob can sing but he's not a musician so that's where we're having to bring in these other people to kind of fill those gaps and that might completely fall apart. So, I mean, that might not be anything, but that's kind of what we're working on right now is, is just kind of like, where can we, you know, what kind of things can we make? Because our end goal, like my end game on where I'm doing all this crap is eventually I'd like to have a cartoon. Like that is my end game is I want to get a pilot for an animated TV show (laughs) and send it to literally and people are like, Oh, would you do it? I'm like, no, like literally figure out how to send it to Netflix. I don't know how you do that, but yeah. And you know, if you watch how much shit there is on TV, it's like, how hard can it really be? You know, like, <laughs> have you seen lava on the floor? I did. And it was really entertaining, but me and my husband <laughs> were watching it and we were like, are we enjoying this or is there just nothing else on television? Or is there literally nothing? It is, it is very entertaining. Vicky or Bree, did you, have you seen it at all? Nope. It's literally just the floor is lava, the old game you played, but it's yep. on Netflix. And, oh my it, gosh. And yeah. you fall into like red water. <laughs> is it's it really a cartoon? Silly. No, it's it's a game show. People, you, you, they oh like my. build a fake house and then it fills up with this red water and you have to get from one side to the other without falling in the water. Oh, I bet yeah. Bree would love that. I would love that. <laughs> you, should watch, you should watch it. It's I thought it was Netflix. silly. I saw a thing where they, people were debating because the way they film it, it looks like people fall into the air quote lava and then you never see them again. Yeah. And people were like, how do they do that? Is there scuba divers in the water? I said, what do you fucking mean? How do they do it? They just cut away and then they <laughs> cut back when he's out of the water. Like I just... <laughs> I don't know why that bothered me. It like bothered me. I heard that on the radio. Somebody was like, how do they do that? What do you mean? How? Uh, anyway. It's not live stream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so, so basically what you're saying is this whole, uh, this whole world falling apart has made you more creative. It has actually the, uh, the beer run is our, uh, is it's our audio drama that just came out. It came out about a week ago and it actually st- – it's about COVID. It's it's about uh, – we don't actually say COVID. We just say the pandemic. But essentially, me and Bob get trapped in our house, 
and we build a teleporter because we're trapped in the house and we're trying to get to a liquor store to get booze and bring it back. And the whole point of the story is, is that the teleporter is like a, a, a baby monitor picking up cell phone calls, but it's picking up other people teleporting and zapping them into our house and chaos ensues. And so that's, that's and that's called yeah. beer run. And you can find it at nrqpodcast.com. I'm sure a lot of recovering alcoholics, you listen to this. <laughs> we'll be able to relate to it. <laughs> you we'll be able to relate. Yeah. Because you know, I will it, tell you before the, when the pandemic hit, if I was drinking, woo Nelly, I would be, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I would be doing some, uh, yeah, hell or high water pandemic I remember, party. <laughs> I was, I, I read the, uh, the very influential book on writing by Stephen King, which it's like, if you've ever, yeah, have you? Yeah. It's, if you've ever been interested in writing, it's like an amazing, like, way to jumpstart your ability it's to feel like it's a motivator and it tells you it, it kind of explains discipline it's it's got it all it I gives you it. he he gives you the actual like here's how to get from that i've got 10,000 ideas to i actually wrote a book yeah. through those phases but anyway he talks about one of the chapters his substance abuse and he talked about drinking listerine secretly and i remember reading that before i knew more about the world than i know now and being like god damn like Pretty desperate. <laughs> like, I, I, you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but if any of the three of y'all ever ingested anything that you shouldn't in a situation like that, I'm I'm curious if people, if alcoholics suffer consequences from that or if it's just their body can handle so, anything at that point. So are you saying, like, if we're at dinner with some friends and we get an actual Roman Coke and if we ingest it? Or, no, I mean, like, if I see you drinking rubbing alcohol out of a Yahtzee cup, I'm going to go, you have a fucking problem. Yes, yeah, you know, okay. I agree, I, yeah. <laughs> Yahtzee! No, but I'm I just curious. One of the very first meetings I was at after I had been fired for going to my work while inebriated, and at one of my very first meetings, a lady said something about drinking mouthwash so she wouldn't mm-hmm. get busted at work. I'm like, why didn't no one tell me about that? I mean, that's still where my thinking was. I would I just have totally also, done it. <laughs> but I also just think about how that can't feel good in your well, no. body. Apparently it does to your <laughs> body what Visine does. You know what I mean? You know, I don't I know. Can on that. I didn't know a lot of this stuff until after I got sober and was hearing people talk about drinking, rubbing alcohol and getting, getting high on NyQuil. I'm like, what? Yeah. things? I had, I've never bought NyQuil in my life until I actually got sober. And I remember being at the checkout and the lady's coming over to check my ID. I'm like, what the fuck do you want? She's like, this has alcohol in it. I'm like, then I can't have this. (laughs) It was, I think it was, it was y'all's, it was y'all's episode last week or two weeks ago where you talked about the phenomenon of when that, 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 that great feeling when you're driving and you see a cop and you're just like, oh, well, and you're like, oh, wait, I'm not doing anything illegal. Right. <laughs> I mean, granted, that doesn't stop him a lot these days, but still, it's a, yeah. it definitely it works in your favor. <laughs> definitely. You don't have to worry about going to a party, how you're going to get home. I mean, I, I tried that when I lived in Austin as a, as a college kid, I thought I had the great idea to drive a bicycle to a party. So I'll ride my bike. Now I can just glide on home and not realize, like I would have been like 18 or 19. I genuinely underestimated 
Balance. Over, over, yeah, <laughs> underestimated the the impact of of, of, of alcohol. that alcohol has on your ability to keep something balanced. And uh, if you're familiar with Austin, a very hilly city, so I ate sh- complete shit going down a hill. But the good thing right. is, when you're drunk, you just kind of tumble around and you just get back up. And <laughs> that happened to me one time, of Fourth of July. Dangerous, but driving a bike would be a lot harder, actually. Look, yeah, I ended up just pushing my bike home. I'm like, we're not doing this. <laughs> and then it's apparently it's still a DUI in Texas, and I'm like, well, what, you're, what what motivation are you giving them? I think it's a DUI in Illinois as well. I yeah, think well, I'm almost. I'm almost. You can get it. You can. I know you can get a DUI on a horse in Texas. Oh, really? Because I heard you couldn't. You can because a horse will absolutely. 100% crush someone to death if you run over them while you're oh. <laughs> oh. And, and then you do see a lot of people casually riding horses out here it's kind yeah. of a stereotype but you do see it yeah. there used to be a woman who lived around here that I would see her on her horse with a bunch of wiener dogs following her Aww. she'd trot like around dangerous for those little wiener dogs oh they know how to be they know how to yeah <laughs> I'm sure. But you know what? I, I'm really going to YouTube drunk horseback riding and see what I, see what YouTube videos I can find. Of it would probably be more funny if the horse himself was drunk. Yes. It, it, it probably, yeah, it, it, it probably just looks like somebody poorly operating a horse, operate, steering, driving. Riding. Uh, yeah, riding, yeah. I like operating. <laughs> I'm going to operate the horse for the evening. <laughs> So I just really have to say, going back to beer run really quick, that I thought it was outstanding. I was so impressed. Um, what I thought it was and what it was two were two totally different things. So if anybody's worried about listening to it because of the alcohol in there, I mean, it's literally, there's like, it's the name and the premise, but that's not yeah, what yeah. It's, it's about. It, it's kind of the same problem I ran into with our other audio drama we did about Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. He is a paraplegic man. And the whole point is it's a mystery behind somebody pushed him down the staircase of the governor's mansion in Austin. And it's us trying to solve that case. And that was kind of the same thing. People were like, I don't want to listen to a story about that. It's like, that's just the premise. It's just the the catalyst for the story. It doesn't actually involve people. Anyway. uh, Yeah. It's the same thing. It's just, it's kind of, there is actually, it's the same thing I have to say about uh, Wheels of Justice, which was the the, the, the aforementioned story, is that just because it belo- uh, involved a political figure, the story itself was not political. It, we don't mm-hmm. say the word Democrat or Republican. There's not a single political-related joke. Uh, same thing with Beer Run. There is no alcohol consumption. It's just purely the title. Yeah. So forget say how many stories of these you've done so far and where uh, they will be found. Uh, well, everything can be found at nrqpodcast.com. As far as audio dramas, we have two. We have Wheels of Justice, which is more of a parody of true crime. It's a kind of a fake murder investigation that involves conspiracies and uh, sexual fetishes and all kinds of other crazy. It, it's yeah, it's all kinds of stuff. And then you have Beer Run, which is more of a uh, sci-fi parody. Um, it's much shorter. Uh, Wheels of Justice is about an hour long. Beer runs only 15 minutes long. In addition to that, the podcast, we, we try and branch out and do a lot of theme stuff. So what we actually have coming up at the end of July, our yearly special, uh, our, our Shark Week, ant, our, 
alternative Shark Week special. Uh, we decided a couple summers ago, it, it was the 30th anniversary of Shark Week, and we were just like, that is just, that's too many years of sharks. That's how there's only, like, they have not discovered anything new in 30 years. So you could take a couple years off, get back to the sharks. And we said other animals need their week. So the first year was Squid Week. It was a whole week of podcast mini episodes about squid and squid-related content. Last summer was Gator Week. It was seven minisodes about alligator-related content. And this year, it's Walrus Week. So it's going to be seven minisodes all about walruses. Actually, we're still writing it. we got to record it this weekend if I can pull it up. Let's see. There's a day about – I don't think I have it in here. Have you seen Tusk? I actually haven't. And my co-host, Bob, did see it when it came out, and he told me not to see it. No, well, I, I need to talk to Bob about it. Yeah, I was I was a little bit traumatized. I'm not I lie. am one of the days is pop culture. So like, and every day has a theme. So I'm, I I I don't have the list in front of me, but for Walrus Week, there's pop culture days. So I'm sure we'll talk about Tusk. Cool. And uh, and so uh, we've got that. Maybe I and can then, call in TZ. I we could make just let me know. We, we can make something happen. I'd, I'd like to talk um, to him about Tusk. Yeah. And we also do uh, what we call Spooktoberfest every October. It is a movie marathon. I actually, it's it's a bit torturous for me because doing a movie marathon is as about as unappealing of a thing as humanly possible for me because I can barely get through a movie in one sitting. So doing like five or six or seven in a row, I I want to die at the end of it. And we would we, we do a, a horror movie marathon. We always do a big Halloween special, which is usually also kind of educational. So last year's was about ghosts, but we've also done it about uh, alien abductions, monsters, our Halloween experiences. Uh, we've also, uh, we do a Star Wars special in May for Star Wars Day. So we're just always, and then and then any given week, uh, a new episode comes out every Monday. It's going to, at minimum, be Bob and I with prepared material. We usually try to at least prepare some kind of jokes or bits. And it's kind of almost like workshopping stuff there. And a lot of times the really good bits we save for, you know, maybe to put in like a, a, a fully scripted product some other day, but we also have a lot of guests and we also do themed episodes. Uh, we have a special on our Patreon where people can pay $10 and we'll do an episode about any topic they want to. We do the research for it. Uh, and we've done some really off the wall topics. I'm just trying to think of some uh, hockey, Montana, uh, Houston rap, uh, medical marijuana, the Boondock Saints, and uh, we just we make an entire episode out of that stuff. So, yeah, listen, they're crazy, and I love it. Yeah, and we, Gamma Gator does have a couple other shows we consider kind of like a menu. You go and you can pick what you like. Uh, we have a political podcast called One Big Toilet. It is very left-leaning, so that's not your thing. I would probably avoid it. However, we do try and make the show. I don't host it. I just help produce it. We, we It's a left-leaning podcast that's trying to target people who hate leftists but don't know why they hate leftists. That's kind of what we're going for, where it's like, if the word socialism makes your blood boil, but you don't really even know what it is, you need to listen to one big toilet podcast. And then you've got state your take, which is uh, with Ed and Aaron. That's another Houston show. That's much more African-American. Uh, the issues are more African-American centric, uh, a lot more uh, 
kind of cultural and topical stuff than what Bob and I cover. And then there's a show called Worst of the Best. It's a show just about the top 10 list of the greatest of something. And then they debate what's the shittiest of the 10 best. So you got a whole. Give me an example. So I love, uh, I love that concept. I'm already. So, I'm okay. So, so the one that, uh, the one that they just did, it's always hosted by uh, Ryan and he used to do it with his brother, but his brothers had to move on. So it has a rotating co-host, which any of you three, if you wanted to do it, let me know. He, Ryan is a very easy to work with podcaster. Uh, the guy who hosts one big toilet went over and guest hosted. And uh, it was the top 10 things that Donald Trump thinks is a conspiracy theory. So that was the most recent episode, but it's not always political. Like I did an episode that was just the best um, 10 top 10 breakfast foods. I've done another episode that was top 10 Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. It's about anything. It can be anything. So worst of the best, but uh, yeah, you can find all that at nrqpodcast.com. So I have a question for you. How many podcasts do you edit a week? How many do you okay. have? Oh, goodness. So let's see mine. And then I edit. So I've got two shows that I edit that I produce. So that's no redeeming qualities in one big toilet. And then there is three shows that I edit every single week. That's one. And y'all are included in that. So there's five. And then uh, I, I, I do a lot of freelance work too. So, and that actually has gone deep in the toilet since <laughs> uh, the recession started. But yeah, so yeah, on average, I'm editing probably five, six, seven episodes a week of stuff. And so, you know, I got that process streamlined down because uh, it can be a little boring sometimes. <laughs> Well, and for all of our listeners who don't know, we tried to edit our own show in the very beginning. And I think it took us like four weeks before we like <laughs> four weeks of like eight hour days each day before we were like, yeah. figure out something better. The and, white flag. And, yeah. <laughs> and and, and fiber to go look for our logo. And then we were finally oh, like, yeah, <laughs> fiber to figure this shit out. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting thing that's kind of happening in podcasting right now is that you have like anchor and uh, I don't know them off the top of my head, but there's other editing services that are like, you can edit your own, like they streamline it. And I just, like, I always, like, I'm bi- I'm like as biased as bias can be, you know, because I don't want it to be something that the average person could do because then they don't need me. But what I will say is that I, I, all I'll say to like aspiring podcasters out there is that, unless your content is like the funniest, most interesting thing anybody's heard, if it sounds like shit, they're not going to listen to it. Just kind of the, it, yeah. you know, it, cause I've had some people send me like audio files where it sounds like I, I'm just like, were you on the, were you in the back of a garbage truck when you recorded this? Like, <laughs> like an, like an active moving, rolling around the neighborhood, picking up garbage as you're like, I'm like, you know, were just you unloading the dishwasher yeah. while you were recording your yeah, episode. There's, there, and there are certain things that, that do bug me, like certain people. Uh, and, and it's one of those things where it doesn't really affect me. So there's nothing for it to shouldn't really bug me. But it's people who have people who don't respect the fact that they're trying to, to do a podcast in their life. And I'm not talking. So it's not like with Vicky where you had the person walk through the back door. I'm not talking about that. 
I'm talking like, I know people who are like, oh, well, you're going to have to cut out from like 10 to, to seven from like minute 10 to minute 17 because like my wife wouldn't stop making eggs on the skillet next to me when I was doing it. And I'm just like, I don't know. That really bugs me because like people were, you're just like, do you think like, Oh, I know that normally a huge component of recording something is that it needs to be quiet, but I can, you know, I can play with the mixer and make pizza dough right here next to them while they record. It's probably not going to be a big deal. I don't know. It, I, it, I don't know why that bugs me as much as it does, but because I have a couple clients, I have one client in particular who his podcast, uh, like truly makes money. Like, cause he actually was a blogger going so back that he used to print his fucking blog. It was a thing called a zini. I don't yeah. know. It was before my time. Yeah. So this dude, he has like, he gets like money from this shit, from his Patreon and all his like sponsors and stuff. And he, he has that problem where his like wife won't leave him alone. And I'm like, dude, he's making money. Like he is making you money. He is bringing money into it. And all you need to do is shut the fuck up for 30 <laughs> minutes. Just it's, it's the absence. It's the absence of doing something like by default. <laughs> By default, you are not making noise. Like, I, I can list them here if you want to hear. You could read. You could do a crossword puzzle. You could just sit and think quietly to yourself. I, I don't. Know. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky because my husband is incredibly supportive and tolerant. So he's got lots of quiet activities. He does. Yeah, he, do, he, well, he does. He just goes out he with does. the chickens. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my my first fiance would never this never would have ever worked in our queue in our queue would have never even happened that's why you're not you with know. him her actually i swing both ways but <laughs> really not so much these days not so much these days but <laughs> <laughs> well that definitely is a good move that you made it really was yeah she, anyway she was <laughs> it must be a wife thing <laughs> i'm just <laughs> women that won't shut the fuck up no, thankfully aggressive. thankfully john is a big gamer so he's always got plenty of <laughs> just put his headphones on and do his thing yeah. and, no we, when, we do have when the, adults are gamers do they still drop f-bombs and scream at their friends and actually talk to people no um he'll he'll he will like every so often be talking to somebody but no he doesn't he's also like outrageous he's like if he was mario i'm wario like i'm the bad like i'm all of the bad things about him and he's all the good things so yeah he's very nice and so no Aww. i don't see him Aww. he's not drop, dropping c-bombs on the gaming <laughs> I, I saw him lose his temper at a mcdonald's once and that's the only time i ever saw him oh god you mad have to, about i mean something. can you yeah. tell us yeah. the story i don't know i can't because okay. i don't know okay. I, it, I can't it, it wasn't even anything bad it's just that's the only time i've seen like for me what if i had done it everyone would have forgot about it on the drive home but because he did it we all remember it forever so it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination right <laughs> <laughs> and we do have the chi- we do have all the chickens now. Thankfully, they're out of the bathroom. Uh, yes. they, they've been. It's been very hard to record because they don't shut up for anything or anybody. Can so. you hear them from the bathroom all the way in your recording studio? 
Uh, well, actually, right now, um, I've been having to record in our bedroom because of the stupid modems in here, and it seems like that I have to be really close for it to work well on Zoom. And mm-hmm. the babies are in that bathroom, so that's kind of where I've been stuck. But thankfully, they're outside now. So, <laughs> yay! And they all survived. No, we lost. Uh, we lost a couple babies the first day, mm-hmm. and then we've had. We are currently having an outbreak of something that's killing a lot of the adult chickens, and uh, I, I can't figure out what it is. Mm. So hopefully these babies, hopefully these babies make it. So yeah. now the, 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 the chicken, yeah, the chickens are fine. It's the, the ducks and the goose are my babies. They're the ones that I really, yeah. Which You're I don't attached. know. Did I, oh yeah. It like the, it was really funny actually. Well, not funny. It was horrifying. The goose had an accident a couple, about a month ago and she got caught in the fence and she cut her throat and <gasps> I saw it and, and I, managed to get her out of it and she didn't like cut cut it cut it but she like cut it superficially and all the skin got flapped up and so i was just like ah god damn it and it was kind of those one of those denial things where you're just like oh it's fine and i was just like oh no it's not and then just we're blessed we have a family friend who's a vet tech and so we sent them pictures and we took the goose over there and they stitched her up and She's all better now, but she's got this wicked scar where it literally looks like a someone yeah. slit her throat kind of scar. And I felt so bad for these baby ducks because you you have to lock them all in the coop together for a couple of days so they can get used to each other. And so it felt like a prison drop, like I was dropping on all these baby ducks and this big, fat, mean goose hawking at them in the corner. Anytime they try to get near her, she'd hawk at them. She's got this big, grizzled... <laughs> Slit throat scar. <laughs> no, those birds have saved my life during this pandemic because it oh, gives me something. I, I it gives me something to do outside that doesn't. <laughs> I love all your videos and your pictures. It it makes my day. It's yeah, so it's a shame. Awesome. It's it's a shame this time because people uh, people have been asking why there hasn't been a lot of pictures. It's just because uh, ah, it's too damn hot. I'm not out there. <laughs> <laughs> also, it get it got kind of awkward because like. You know, when the George Floyd murder happened and, you know, the the world shut down even more than it did for like three weeks, it was just kind of like, I don't think I, I don't need to be put like nobody wants to see baby duck pictures right now. You know, like. Sure. Yeah, yeah I think that was they're a weird... the most. Sorry, Vicky. Um, oh, I was just going to say that was a weird time. It it was like, what do you do? You, you yeah, it was one of the few times because like we we did we, we they did a big thing in Houston called Podcast Blackout where all the podcasters took the week off and just uh, did like Black Lives Matter related things instead, and um, it was like the only time I ever truly did feel like, wow, I really don't want to cut jokes right now. It was, it was weird. It was like the only thing that I was just like, wow, there's really nothing funny about uh, the state of our country right now. Like it's all like, does anybody even remember that this whole nightmare year started with a, almost with a war with Iran because we assassinated one of their generals Yeah, under a false flag of peace talks, which is a war crime. Just saying. Well, yeah, Damn. my brother got deployed in February. And so I was, that's what I was thinking about. I'm like, yeah. and he said something once that made me 
figure out the time difference. He was like, I'm going to bed. And he's like, it's nine o'clock here. And so then I did a little bit of math and I was like, oh yeah, there's still a whole nother part of the world where shit's going down and we are so far up our own asses right now. We have no idea like who we're bombing, who's bombing us. Like I'm, I, I, I feel like such a pessimist, but I'm sorry. I just don't believe that Trump will leave office if he loses. I'm sorry. I just, I wish I, I wish I wasn't such a pessimist, but I'm sorry. Like, has he, has he ever shown any kind of restraint or humility or cutting his losses and moving on? He hasn't. And I, I, so that's kind of what gives me a lot of anxiety is it's just like, oh, my God, we still have to go through all of August, all of September, all of October. And then even if he wins, even if Biden wins, we still have three months where Trump's going to punish us all collectively for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you laugh, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. It's, um, I, I literally can't even fathom someone like not leaving office because it's just I don't think it's ever happened before. Where somebody, it's never it's never so happened in American history. We have well, never, even Nixon left, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, we've already witnessed so many firsts. Um, it's just, no one is surprised anymore. It's like, we're so no. numb to it. Well, nothing is surprising anymore. It, it's just outrageous. But let's, um, I, have a, Wait, I have, do you have any questions, Brie? Yeah, I, speaking of, I do have a question for TZ. I wanted to know, TZ, after a year of listening to and editing our podcast, if there's anything any stereotypes or myths or whatever that you had about alcoholics that we have <laughs> dispelled or completely yeah. reinforced <laughs> solidified. <laughs> I, I didn't, you didn't, you were prepared for this question. So if you can't think of anything I, off the top of your head, that's I, I, come, I come from a family with a lot of alcoholics in it. So it wasn't like a completely foreign, uh, concept to me. And I think, I, I think we've talked about it before, but, the thing that gets reinforced for me anytime you hear people's stories of uh, of addiction, usually, especially like alcohol or substance abuse, but it, it, usually addiction for anything is. It, do you know how they do you know how they say when it comes to storytelling, there's only like twelve stories, and then everything is just branching off of those kind of twelve different stories you can tell. That's how it always felt with addiction. Like it all has kind of like the same beginning. Like everybody has one of the eight templates that you get, you know, when you start to walk down the path of addiction. And I would say that's just kind of what it it affirms is from, you know, my experience uh, with just the ones that I have in my own family and having worked briefly at like a detox facility for alcoholics. And then, you know, seeing y'all, that's kind of the, I would say that's what's just been reaffirmed is that it's all, it's all kind of the same shit, you know? very different in very different endings and very different middles of the story but it seems kind of at the beginning it all kind of starts the same cool which is which is probably frustrating for y'all because y'all can probably see people descending in real time and they don't see it happening and maybe non-alcoholics don't see it happening but you see it happening is that what like is there is there a a uh anything that comes to mind, like you see with somebody who's like, Oh, I don't have an alcohol problem, but they're doing this. And you're just like, okay. Um, I worked with a girl in Alaska and, um, and I watched where she was probably, she's, she's probably like midway through her, um, 
the um, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting words tonight. Dependency. She's she's at midway in deep of dependency. And I watched kind of the beginning where it was becoming more than just a habit because that's how it starts. Mm. You know, well, um, for me anyway, um, it was easy to do it. And then, oh, well, what am I going to do tonight? This is what I did last night. So I'm going to do it tonight and tomorrow night. So I, I got to watch that and pegged it and I already knew where it was going. You know, and she's just like, oh, it's fun. I'm like, it's fun till it's not fun. And you know, that's a, <laughs> it's fun. That, that's a, that's a, that's a joke Bob and I have is about drug addicts where it's like, well, of course they love drugs. Why else would they do drugs? Like, why would you, why would an alcoholic drink unless they love drinking alcohol? Come on. Like, well, cause then, cause then you have to, not because you love it anymore. But I, I, was, I, I know that's, that's how I feel. Like I'm going to go to an AA meeting and just tell these people, just quit drinking. Just stop. Like, God damn. Like, like that might work. You, we've never had you come and tell us that. So that, I, my, my mom's, my, my mom's side of the family doesn't have any addiction on uh, at all. Uh, and so some of their, that could be kind of their approach to it is it's like, well, just quit loving heroin. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> You got it out of your system. Come on yeah. already. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> I mean, I uh, I live in meth country, so that's our big, well, yeah. now, unfortunately, opiates too, but do they have the not even, uh, don't meth with me? Oh, of course, they don't have that campaign up there. Don't meth. Oh, that's funny. Don't, don't meth, meth with, with don't meth with, yeah. <laughs> they that's are, funny. they, they are the worst criminals out here. They are. <laughs> yeah. It's a sad day. Um, I think, I, I don't know. Do you guys have more questions for TZ? And is there anything you want to add to um, your very quickly expanding <laughs> network? I just think it's cool yeah. how you had this happen. Yeah. And, and that was actually what's happened this month is just to be like, nope, we've expanded as far as we're going to right now. Like I'm going to cease any additional stuff and we're going to roll with what we have because life's going to suck for probably at least another 12 months. So, so what do you think you've seen are like the lifespan of our year? Like what are your thoughts in a synopsis of what's happened between us as a group, as a podcast, what you've seen us do? What do you mean? As far as like, like from where you were to where you are? Yeah. Oh, well, as far as just people, because it's such a saturated market now, everybody always thinks it's super easy. It's like, especially like radio, like being a radio DJ is like very difficult. Like it is definitely, they make it look so much easier than it is. Mm -hmm. And I think that just this first year you've accomplished two of the biggest things that I think you have to accomplish if you want your show to be successful And the first is consistency. So, you know, it's been, almost roughly every week. I mean, that's, that is the biggest thing is being consistent because even if you're amazing, if you don't have any consistency, you're not going to attract reoccurring, uh, you know, listeners. And then also just, it it sounds you're you're natural at it now. It's not this, okay, well, we have the microphone. Do I put it in my ass? Like, what do I do? Like, (laughs) does what you know and and that's like that's it that's what that first year is you know and that's like people always like oh I, i'm gonna listen to your show from episode one i'm like ah, oh, don't do that like no yeah. like, you know yeah so it's just it's it's a grind it's a it's a and it's frustrating because people 
you you'll see cases of people will have like uh their show will be like seven episodes in and they'll for some reason get like retweeted by will smith or they'll have like a huge huge famous guest somehow make it on and then they just the show never succeeds because it gets so much attention when they're still at that growing stage they get creamed with bad reviews and then they lose all their momentum and then it never goes anywhere and so that can be frustrating because it's just like yeah you have to just do it over and over and over and over and over and over that's that's i love that point that you're making because it is a grind and i know we're lucky because there's three of us so like if i'm not feeling it for a couple of weeks i have two people to kind of carry me and i think we've been pretty good the three of us about being able to communicate that like I don't know how much I have to bring today and the other two can step up. So we've been very lucky. But when you were talking about how you guys prepare for NRQ, like you said, it's almost like you do a little bit of a workshop. And when you're listening to your podcast, it really does seem um, like it's all improv. And the work that goes in before you actually sit down in front of a microphone is so impressive. Well, thank you. And and I was actually going to say the same thing for y'all. As far as you guys at least have the benefit of having a show with kind of a specific niche, you know, kind of like a a targeted objective of what you're trying to do. I I don't really have any recollections of you having an episode that just kind of felt like it didn't have a purpose, you know, because that can also happen when you're a podcaster. You start with this idea and then you get four months into it and you realize, oh, crap, it didn't. Yeah. It didn't have as much durability as I thought. And that's I think that's one of the reasons I was also attracted to your show is that it has a specific, you know, goal. And that's what I hate about my show the most is that if I was doing it now, today, in 2020, I would never have set up our show to be the way that it is. Mm-hmm. You got to have like a specific thing because you can't just be, oh, we're two fat white guys that talk and <laughs> yell at each other on a microphone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we certainly have a valued and appreciated your feedback over this last year. It's helped oh. us tremendously. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I say, like, if you don't have to pay them, just steal everything from uh, Alcoholics <laughs> Anonymous. I, I mean, and, and that's what people don't understand is it's like it's not plagiarized. You're just taking the kind just. Yeah, I like especially alcohol recovery. I mean, for God's sake, so much has been written on alcohol abuse and the recovery and just every tiny step of it. You know, I think you guys should try and incorporate more guests, but once you start throwing guests in, that's where things can get really uh, difficult for scheduling. And sometimes you just have a guest on that sucks. It just happens where you're just like, wow, well that was a waste of an hour. (laughs) And then you're like, for some reason I thought it recorded. I lost the file. I just, Oh, like I, I, you know, in, I'm not going to say her name, but it's probably not that hard to find her. She's an author that came on NRQ. And then she decided on the interview, she was like, oh, you know, I really don't want to talk about my books anymore. And we were like, well, that's kind of what we prepared everything around. And she's like, I just want to riff. And it was just like, okay, uh, we don't have, well, we're here with so-and-so and and we know nothing about her. And, uh, (laughs) you know, and then she wouldn't even, it did I, I, it, she also rubbed me the wrong way because she's like, I just had this new book came out and I said, can you send me a, an excerpt of it? You know, cause I'm not gonna have time to read the whole fucking thing, but I'll read a couple dozen pages. And she was like, Oh yeah, hold on. And she just sent me the link to buy the book on Amazon. And I was like, yeah, do you have like a PDF with a couple pages? And she's like, yeah. 
you could pay for it. And I was like, okay, lady, guess I'm just not reading your book. Uh, wow. So anyway, uh, I don't even know why I brought that up. Oh yeah. It was just a guest can suck sometimes. Well, right. And that's kind of been our thing lately. We've been, we've been talking about wanting to get some guests on the show and I'm so glad that you did this because I mean, just since the beginning, you've just been a, a pleasure to work with. You've been easy and honest and um, and it's just been a joy to see how your world is expanding and getting to know Aww. you because you are just, uh, you surprise me. You surprise me, you know, you have your hand in so many different things and, yeah, just and trying. I love what just, you're doing. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And uh, I hope we have another year and I would totally do this again anytime you want. This, this is my, this right here is my favorite thing about doing podcasting is podcast that i don't have to prepare for <laughs> right <laughs> that i could just set the mic up and sit down now th- granted i have to edit this one so that's a little different but i love guest appearances because i don't have to do anything i just call exactly. in I, to, I just yeah and i can I recycle jokes because you, you, you I, like oh there's certain jokes where you'll hear me go on like i'll say the same joke on like five different shows because it's like you know why not you know <laughs> uh, maybe we'll be brave enough to invite bob you, I, I do think that now uh, I have a little bit more faith in how Bob, can, how that can handle itself. So we could, and then also I will get you in touch with Ryan of the worst of the best. Cause that is a great way. I, I almost say like, cause Ryan is a, he's very stereotypically Canadian, incredibly yeah. polite guy. And but he's uh, married. Yeah, he's married. He's also <laughs> fucking Benjamin Button. Cause I thought he was my age and he's like 46, <laughs> but um. I, I use him as like training wheels for, I tell people go on his show. Cause he's so, he's so nice and easy to work with. And he literally caters the topic to you. Mm-hmm. So I tell people like, get that. Cause you can go make a guest spot on another show and make a complete ass out of yourself. It's very easy to happen. And then you don't have any control over what they do with that audio. So I would say, go, go to him, try it out. Get, you know, get the, yeah. <laughs> one with the floaties. Get training wheels on. <laughs> 10 best drugs I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I, you know, and yeah, he's be about anything. Yeah. You, 10 best drunk decisions I've ever made. The 10, <laughs> I like the 10 best drugs. These are the 10. <laughs> here's my list of the 10 best drugs I've ever Party. done. Party. Solid list. All right, ladies, but I got to start going to, uh, I got to go put those birds, the, the aforementioned birds need to get put up and absolutely. Let's do this again though. So we'll do. Uh, we let me so know. Excited to have you. Especially if, if it's, if it's a, something with more of a topic, I can, I can riff with the best of them. So. <laughs> all right. We will get this all to you soon. All right. And I will talk Thanks. to you guys then. Try about. Try about. Try it out. Thanks for listening. We're so excited you're here. Please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts. We're also on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. You can find us and join our tribe at Telling On Ourselves on Instagram and Facebook. Tribe out. Like, what is going good? Like, what is, like, what, like, what, like, what has happened in the last three years that I should be proud of. Cause that's the thing with the 4th of July. They're like, be proud of America. I'm like, we don't have coins. We ran out of coins. We don't.
I'm supposed there to is a serious systematic problem. <laughs> I'm supposed to shoot these fireworks off and celebrate over the greatest country in the world. And, and, and I almost couldn't get the fireworks because I didn't have enough coins. I don't know. The whole thing is, and then the fucking toilet paper and. <laughs> <laughs> so also, do you, did you know there's a shortage of Fresca? I, I mean, there's going to be a shortage of everything. That's yes. what happens when entire warehouses of people get sick and can't, yes. and you know, you know what, I, and that's me, just. <laughs> the reason that Fresca is the, the main shortage right now is because there's an aluminum shortage and they don't produce as much Fresca. So that was the first one off the line. Wait, what? <laughs> yes, where'd it go? So because there's a shortage of aluminum to put it in, yeah. they can't even make, that's the silliest <laughs> You know, and that was like my dad growing up was like hardline anti-communist. Well, I don't know why I say that now. Like he still is like hardline anti-communist and all that crap. And I'm like, Dad, I sat in line for bread. I sat in a literal bread line. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, sat in the fucking line at Walmart to get a loaf of bread. 